All right, recording on a Friday, Back Judge podcast, post-Rams-Seahawks Thursday night football. Any uh, quick takeaways from that game, boys, before we get into uh, some of these previews? Fun game. Fun game. Little, little unimpressed with both teams. And uh, shout out Geno Smith, man. That was awesome. I think Geno Smith played really well. Yeah, I missed a, a good portion of the game, uh, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, Geno Smith played well. Really happy I didn't tease the Seahawks. Was I was looking, uh, was really interested in that, and they end up losing by nine. So my eight and a half definitely would have been dead. So um, yeah, did the, they lose by six? I think the I think they lost by six. They did. Yep. Didn't the Rams kick a field goal at the end? I could have. Did they? Oh, I turned yeah, it off. They, they, the they, Rams they kicked a the Rams kicked a field goal with like fifty seconds left. Oh yeah. To, uh, wow. Yeah, that would have been. Brutal. Yeah, that would have been brutal, is right. So happy I stayed away from that. Um, I know a lot of other people were were on the Seahawks, uh, but yeah, I picked the Rams in our pick 'em. Um, but yeah, did that game did not go exactly how I thought. Uh, hope that Russ is okay. But as someone who who had a little bit of a, a broken knuckle finger uh, that just kind of healed up, I was I was in I had trouble gripping and, and my my hand uh, you know my grip strength and. Mm. I had some. Mm. It was a two-month thing. I just have got. You really went through it, man. I, it happened in mid-July, and now we're in, in the beginning of August, and I'm pain-free. So I'm saying it was a two-month. It was a two-month thing, and his his injury looked a little bit worse than mine, just a little bit. So. Russell Wilson also spends like a million dollars a year on his body. So. Yeah, he healed the concussion with water. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Tommy fasts, so. I fast. Yeah. I don't know. Similar, um, similar physical specimens we're talking about. Yeah, yeah this was a, it was a fun game though. Uh, Thursday night football, you gotta kind of take what you get. It's gonna be a little bit sloppy uh, as always because you're coming off like three days of rest and three days of prep. But Rams kind of regained their footing a little bit, which I think we all somewhat expected. Um, Lee, do we owe Tommy an apology going into this Jets Falcons game? Uh, no. Okay. I owe my bank account an apology. I don't know if Tommy anything. I don't know. I, I laughed at him a good bit on uh, you guys last, both you know, last week's in my episode face. about about thinking the Jets were live in this spot. You know, I don't know. Just well, he said it every week. That's also so true. You, if you're blind throwing darts and you hit one of every four you throw, I'm not going to be like, oh I think, man, I was wrong. I think today. that's a little unfair, but but fair enough. I I think. Not to get, not to. Uh, the Jets played an impressive I'm not, game. Well, well I, if you, I didn't pick them in Survivor for a reason. I didn't pick the Titans in Survivor for a reason. You right? didn't pick like the Titans there, there because the Bills upset. were on the on the on the on the slate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But the Titans would have been a more strategic pick. I would rather burn the Titans than the Bills. But I had that inkling where I was like, "Hey, the Titans' good receivers are out. Tommy, we've both agreed about this all year. Neither of us like the Titans." Uh, and the Jets, Zach Wilson played an impressive game, man. I mean, it's, it's about time. It's about time. For the first time, he didn't play a D-minus game. So I'm happy for him, and, you know, I'm, I'm interested to dive in on this uh, this 9.30 London game that I'm unfortunately going to be missing due to my obligations at, at Groves on Sunday morning. Uh, quarterback. Quarterback in the J, the J. Roth Honey Badgers. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to unpack this thing. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be. I'll, I'll probably be asleep, Tommy. At uh, six thirty. I'm planning on. I'm planning on getting up and watching this bad boy. Oh, Tommy! Oh, dear don't, God! Don't get up. Just just catch the second half or something. You don't need to get up. 
You get up for the World Cup. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the I don't know the Falcons also uh, no no Calvin Ridley uh, in this one for them. Hopefully Kyle Pitts gets some targets, eh? Yeah, I was gonna um, say this is this is a Kyle Pitts props day. I will I will be having some Kyle Pitts props in my pocket um, come Sunday. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, I don't want to steal the mic from you, Adam, but I, I do kind of want to address uh, address the Jets Titans game yesterday because I do or last week because I think it's relevant to this game. Um, and I'm not trying to uh, I'm not trying to rub it in your guys' face or anything like that, but I think exactly what I said was was going to happen, and the path of success for the Jets in that game exactly happened. And I see a very similar. I'm not saying that the Jets are a lock again this week, but the the Falcons, much like the Titans, are a team that does not have a pass rush, and Zach Wilson is going to have time. And when Zach Wilson has time, the Jets are going to be live against a bad defense. Um, and I think that's another similar game state to here in Atlanta. Another total that's a little too low. It opened at 43 and a half, went up to 46, and we're now looking at 45. I know a lot of uh, a lot of people are liking this over, um, and I think the Jets are live at at plus three. I, I mean, I'm I think this is going to be a uh, I think this is going to be a fun game. And on the other side of the coin, I think the Falcons should be able to get some points on this Jets defense as well, um, in the same way that the Titans were able to. And and Klepp, you mentioned it. I think this is going to be a huge game for Kyle Pitts. There's no Marcus May. I don't really think the Jets have an, an answer on defense for Kyle Pitts, so I'd love to see him um, kind of have his breakout game in the NFL. So all of these reasons are why I'm, I'm planning on sending that alarm for 6.30 a.m. Pacific and uh, tuning in uh, to that, that game over in Tottenham. Tommy's a show for the league. I am, man. He says, get up, get up and, and watch Lowe. it. I I don't have a great feel for this game. It honestly uh, wouldn't shock me if the, the Jets were competitive. Um, I would lean towards the Falcons uh, winning. They played a fun game against Washington uh, last week. So I don't think the Falcons are necessarily you know, as bad as the team that we saw week one. Um, but still, you know, no Calvin Ridley. I'm not super confident uh, in them as, as a whole. So... Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave Falcons. Lee, are you you kind of on the Falcons too? We don't have to spend too much time, yeah, I mean, time here. This will be the first time all year, probably only time. I'll be rooting for the Jets. I want the Jets to win. I would like to see the Jets win. I have a Falcons under. I don't like the Falcons at all. Um, but just purely from an, an analysis standpoint, I think the Falcons are going to win the game. Um, I think it'll be close. The Falcons play everybody close. I don't think they're very good. Um, I think if Zach Wilson plays a plus game like he did against Tennessee, the Jets will win. I just don't really think he's going to do that. I don't think he can string back-to-back games like that together in the NFL in his rookie year. I just don't. I kind of have faded them all year. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But, yeah, I want nothing to do with, uh, with this game from a betting standpoint. But I think the Falcons probably will win. I'll be picking them in our little pick'em league, but I, I'm not super confident about it. It wouldn't shock me either way. Do you want to bring us into the, this next game, Lee? The Panthers last week competitive with the Cowboys uh, for about the first half and then just kind of mm-hmm. petered out a little bit in, in Dallas. You know, was it... Did you see enough from the Panthers in that game? You know, do you think highly enough of the Cowboys to say, hey, you know, they are a, a good team that, that has the chance to make the playoffs or just not quite you know, at a top tier level yet? Yeah, I just think that it kind of proved to me that the Panthers aren't like a really good team. They're not, uh, they're not, I don't, I don't think the Panthers are a playoff team. And this has kind of been the dilemma that I've been dealing with 
throughout the offseason. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. I, I said I thought they that Darnold would play well enough for them to retain him, but they wouldn't make the playoffs. Um, I think it's kind of shaping up that way. I like that they're going back home now after the tough game in Dallas. The Cowboys are a good team. They've played really well all year. Um, the Eagles are coming to town. The Eagles have kind of been on a constant decline since that week one win against Atlanta. I like Carolina in this spot. I think this is a great cleanup spot for them to move to 4-1. and one. It'd be awesome for them to do that. Do I have the confidence to put real money on Carolina in this game? Probably not. Um, I think these teams are, are fairly evenly matched. I think the line is probably right. I would probably line it closer to 4.5. But um, at the end of the day, I kind of think that there's, there, there's a little bit more sizzle there with the Panthers than substance. Um, I think Darnold is going to be their franchise quarterback, but I don't know if at this point their team is well-rounded enough for them to be dominant. And, hey, maybe that is a Darnold problem. That's for the rest of the year to kind of unravel to find out. Ultimately, I like the Panthers in this spot. But this is, I think this is kind of like a low-key, exciting game. I think it'd be really awesome to see the Panthers win this game convincingly. That would... I think, be a step in the right direction based on all the stuff I was saying. I think if the Panthers can come out and win this game by two possessions and it's not really a problem at any point, then there's a little more confidence going forward that, hey, this could be a playoff team. But the way I see it, I think this one's probably pretty close, and uh, I think the Panthers win a close one. Yeah, I think these teams are, are pretty evenly matched. I'll give the edge to the Panthers um, – you know, I think we kind of – I don't think even when Lee and I were kind of hyping up the Panthers to a certain extent in the offseason, I still think that we uh, are under no, you know, false versions about what this team is. Uh, this defense still is, you know, kind of a lot of uh, – you know, they were the best – they statistically were the best defense in the NFL last week cutting into Dallas. I think we all kind of knew that was a little bit faulty, and, and that showed against, you know, arguably the best offense in the NFL down in Dallas. Uh, but, again, you're coming here with Philadelphia – I know I mentioned in our group little text, um, I was really interested in Philadelphia over 20 and a half team total. And that's probably, I think I'm going to be placing that bet. Um, I think these teams are going to be close. I think this total is, is a touch low. And I think the Eagles offense is, is pretty live and the Carolina's defense does not scare me. I do kind of lean Panthers minus three because I think on the other side of the coin, I think the Panthers are going to be able to get theirs. And if their team total was 20 and a half, I'd be taking that as well. But uh, the Eagles offense has been very impressive and has gone well over 20 points in every every game, um, with the exception of the San Francisco game. And as a game that, that was a game that I backed San Francisco, the Eagles had, uh, you know, went for it on fourth down in the red zone, missed some opportunities to score. I think Jalen Hurts uh, keeps his offense pretty live, and uh, Carolina has some injuries in their secondary. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really like uh, the Eagles over 20 and a half. I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, just to be careful because the Panthers' defense was pretty uh, dominant yeah, through the first I, three weeks. I don't get why you're doing that, Tommy. You like haven't liked the Eagles at all. Yeah. I think I, I, you're I don't know if you just had what like heard what I said. I don't, think the, I don't think the Panthers' defense is that dominant. I think they played who they play the Jets, uh, the Saints, and who they play week three. And Texans. And the Texans, yeah. Yeah, but like, is the Eagles' offense that much better than any of those offenses? I think, like, probably maybe a little bit. I think so. Like, I think they're, yeah. Jalen Hurts is in the same category to me as, you know, like the Jameis Winston kind of, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is like that. Great. I think it's more so. Um, I also think that Carolina can create some turnovers against Jalen Hurts. Um, I think Hurts is, is so. pretty turnover adverse. I think it's, it's, 
Uh, it's more so a reflection on Carolina's defense. I don't think Carolina's defense is that dominant. I think they're a good defense. Uh, they do have injuries on the back end. Stephon Gilmore isn't isn't walking through those doors anytime soon. Um, and, I mean, obviously I, the Chiefs' defense is brutal, but this is a team that just hung up 30 on the Chiefs at home. The only game that they went under 20.5 was against San Francisco, like I just said, and they went for it on fourth down, I think, twice and only mustered 11 points against the San Francisco defense that – you know, I think has some issues, but I just see this is a game where I like, no matter what game state the Eagles are in, I think they're going to get three touchdowns, whether they're down to Carolina or they're up. I think this is a game where they're going to be getting 21 points. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. All right, let's start to, to roll through some of these games, boys. Uh, the Packers and the Bengals, uh, am I wrong for having the Packers as my current pick in Survivor? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I think you. I think you probably are. I just think that why if you're gonna burn the Packers, like, like pick them against the Lions down the road, yeah. or like, yeah. I don't know. I, I think the Bengals are kind of live. Jair Alexander's injured. I'll be honest, Clap. I mean, I faded the Bengals. Like, the only reason I'm not gonna like play this game is because I faded the Bengals too much this year, and I kind of just want to like stay away and see what happens. I think Packers minus three is almost like too easy. Um, I kind of agree. But the Bengals are like playing with a lot of confidence right now. Their offense is pretty live. I think the Packers haven't really been tested as much as I expected them to be the past couple weeks. Um, the 49ers gave them a little bit of a fight. The Steelers didn't really give them much. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think I like the Packers minus three, but from a survivor standpoint, I don't know. I think you're kind of dealing with a little bit – it's a little frisky. I think the Packers are going to win, but – um, I don't know if I, I agree with that philosophically, survivor-wise. Taking a road. Would you say maybe Patriots or the Vikings? I'd much rather take the Patriots or the Vikings. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not going to divulge my survivor pick because in the group that you declined to be in, Tommy and I are the only two <laughs> remaining uh, people. So I'm not. I'm not going to say what my survivor pick is because I want to. Uh, we got to keep the competitive integrity. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I would much, much rather be interested in the Patriots and the Vikings. Yeah, I would. Um, I would agree. I think I'm going to end up playing the Packers minus three. I think this is a good point to uh, fade the Bengals. Um, I do kind of regret placing my Bengals under six and a half ticket because a lot of it I I made that play with uh, most of it came from the division and thinking, well, this team is probably going to be the worst team in the division. Um, and you know, I gave the Steelers a little bit more credence than I probably should have. I probably should have stuck to my guns, but that being said, um, I like the Packers here minus three, but I completely think that Lee's right. I mean, the Bengals offense is a hundred percent live. Jair Alexander is done for the regular season. It looks like, um, Eric Stokes is playing well, uh, as a rookie at corner, but I mean, Jamar Chase. Is it Kevin King? Yeah. And Kevin, Kevin King sucks. Really? Kevin King is, is awful. Yeah. So he's your number two corner now. He's been. Yeah. Bolted into that role, um, even Eric, even you know Eric Stokes can't can't check Jamar Chase. I don't know if T Higgins is going to be back. J- Tyler Boyd is a is a really good player. I think T Higgins will be back. Yeah, so because he sat out. Yeah, and and Mixon, even if Mixon doesn't play, uh, I don't really think it, it, that matters too much. Samaji P Ryan and Chris Evans should should be fine in in his absence. And the Bengals offensive line is is playing well despite passing on Penny Sewell. Um, Adam, your projection for, for Joe Burrow to be dead by week six is, is not looking that good. Did I say week six? I don't know if I said that. Uh, it was no specific week, but it was, it was, it was, it was almost inevitable. Um, 
And the Bengals, I mean, the Bengals defense I don't think is very good, and I think the Packers are going to be able to get theirs. These are two live offenses. There's a reason the total is 15 and a half. Um, but, you know, the Bengals were not necessarily that impressive against Jacksonville. They, they did what they were supposed to do and came back and won. Um, and I think the Packers are a much sterner test, and Aaron Rodgers is playing really good ball. So I think this is going to be a good game, and I'm, I'm more than happy to lay the three with uh, the Packers. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, Patriots going to play Houston. Uh, the Davis Mills show is, is not so good. Uh, Houston was dismal on offense in a, in a rainy Buffalo last week. Buffalo easily covered the 17 and a half. Patriots, I thought, played well-ish on on uh, on a Sunday night. Um, that game, I, I would say I was impressed by Mac Jones' ability to still move the ball with their inability to run the football, um, I guess. So I, they didn't necessarily play well because they had like one yard of rushing, but um, defensively too, they, they played really well against Brady. In uh, that offense, obviously, again, the, the weather playing a factor too, but... I think the Patriots are, are a fine team. I don't know. I don't think they're, they're as – I thought they'd be a little bit better. Um, they still really struggle to make any sort of, uh, you know, explosive offensive plays. I think part of that is Mac Jones, and part of that is just their personnel and offense in general. And now the Texans, after being frisky with Terod Taylor, are kind of coming back down to where we expect them to be, or they are back down where we all expected them to be. So uh, I think – I'm pretty comfortable taking the Patriots, especially with the Texans having you know pretty much no home field advantage. Yeah, I'm all over the Patriots. I think the Patriots are a good team. Um, I think now is the time to to get in on the Patriots. If you can get like an over eight and a half or eight or whatever it is now that they're one and three, um, I think as the season goes on, the Patriots are only going to get better. I like what I'm seeing out of their defense. I thought they they were really impressive on Sunday, in my opinion. Um, that was a game I think they probably should have won. Um, I would I would lay the nine in an instant with the Patriots because I, there's no way, there's no reality where I'm interested at all in taking the nine with Houston. Uh, I think Houston is going to have the number one pick, um, especially if Tyrod Taylor doesn't come back. This is a team that probably won't win another game. They're terrible. And the Patriots' defense is going to cause a lot of issues for Davis Mills and company um, that they do not have answers for. So uh, I think the Patriots are going to kind of run away with this one, exercise some demons after losing, uh, you know, three games of their first four. Uh, they know they need to win this one if they want to stay in the conversation, and I think they're going to stay in the conversation. So I'm on New England. Yeah, I, I definitely won't be laying the nine with New England uh, in, in re- with real monetary uh, stakes on the line. But, I mean, you guys kind of summed it up. Um, as someone who, who had the, the Buccaneers minus one and minus one and a half to, to complete the five-unit day last uh, last week, I completely agree. I mean, I was I thought about hedging. I was I was completely scared of the Patriots. Um, and I think a lot of it comes from their defense. Matt Judon looked unstoppable. Obviously, he has a little bit stern of a test with Laramie Tunsil at left tackle, but that's the only kind of you know positive on on the Texan side. Davis Mills going up against a Bill Belichick defense. Um, I guess you can you can talk about a little bit of a narrative of the Patriots in a letdown spot, having such a you know emotional high on Sunday night, now coming traveling to Houston in a game where they're favored by nine points. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm very confident. Uh, I think the Patriots are the best bet if you are in Survivor. Uh, I think now would be a good time to burn the Patriots. Um, uh, I think Lee and I will probably be doing the same thing if I'm going to be making a uh, a little prediction. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that on him. But yeah, I think the Patriots are. Uh, I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. 
We might be we Lee and I might be uh might be dying in Houston together. If we're gonna die, we're gonna die yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna die in Houston <laughs> like uh Yeah, anyway. So yeah, we don't have to spend too much more time on this game. The Patriots, I agree, are really impressed me against Tampa. Um, I think what you look for is for them to get a resounding win against Houston and cover the ten and not and not have the Tampa game look like they played up in an emotional spot and it was, you know, not really a sign of things to come. It was just more them uh, you know, overperforming, which I don't think is the case. So, and I just want to say real quick as an asterisk, with the way this division is playing out, we all know how good Buffalo is, but how Miami's look with the injury to Tua and all that, and obviously the Jets. I think this is kind of the Patriots' time to assert themselves as the number two team. So they got to win games like this. Titans going to play the Jags after they lost to the Jets. Man, this would be a brutal two-week uh, loss stretch in. New York in Jacksonville if the if the Titans were to fall here only minus four and a half um Titans didn't look necessarily that good against the Jets they were missing AJ Brown and Julio I think AJ Brown is supposed to be back not sure about Julio um Jags looked a a little bit better in Cincy but then uh, have had the Urban Meyer situation um festering word word on the street inside info is that it's it's worse than, than we think inside the building as it just should putting, be, man. Just yeah. putting that out I don't there. know how it could be worse. It seems really bad. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to say so. Urban Meyer is an absolute embarrassment and a joke. I'm I'm I like him. He he really grinds my gears, man. Yeah. He he should be fired. He, he's I think not forget about the whole bar thing, but something I didn't know. He didn't fly back with the team on Thursday night. He stayed in Cincinnati. Like that yeah. that is he he is not she should not be in the NFL. He like yeah no I I agree Tommy. I know I I know I you know kind of went sour on the Jags about Urban Meyer and it was more so you know I couldn't imagine this in my wildest dreams I would be so embarrassed and you gave this guy you're giving him twelve million dollars a year and he can't fly he's the CEO of your team and he's not getting on the plane back with you guys to Jacksonville um, I just you know I'm it it really just like ticks me off man because he's getting. He's getting so much money, and he obviously has the ego the size of, you know, fucking India. So, uh, just it just it just is really uh, yeah. unfortunate for you know Trevor yeah, Lawrence and a, a really a struggling Jags fan base. Yeah, I want to say too, just to turn the turn the gears a little bit. We all know how toxic it is in Jacksonville. It's the most toxic organization in the NFL. There's a stench eroding from Tennessee, in my opinion, right now. There's a little bit of a stench coming out of Tennessee. It's I'm starting to sour on the whole Vrabel, Tannehill kind of project. It's, it's not working, in my opinion. I don't care who's out. Losing that game to the Jets, and with all due respect to the Jets, you can't lose that game if you're Tennessee. You can't lose that game. You need to be able to figure out a way to win that game. The play calling was, was despicable. The defensive effort was terrible. Tannehill was sacked seven times. Like, I thought Carl Lawson was out for the year. Who's sacking Ryan Tannehill? What's going on? Taylor Lewan is a joke. I, I really, I don't like the Titans at all. I just want to make that clear. I really don't like them. Get all over the Colts right now. I know that they're one and three. The Titans are a joke. Uh, this is a joke game. I hope Jacksonville wins. Um, I want no part of either side. I can't. Just by principle, I can't take the Jags on the spread because I think Tennessee, it's a get-right spot. I think A.J. Brown's going to do wonders for their offense. 
But I just want to make it clear that I think the Titans are the days of going, you know, nine and seven or ten and six and, and being that playoff team. I think they're kind of over, and, and maybe I'll be proved to be wrong by the end of the year. But I think those days are long gone, and they're going to have some soul searching to do this off season. Yeah, yeah. it's just crazy to be a, a playoff team and then just lose to the Jets like this year. Kind of just, uh, I mean, not a, not a good sign. Yeah, I, and I, Urban Meyer stuff aside, I think the the handicap stays the same with Jacksonville. Like Trevor Lawrence should be able to get relatively what he wants against Tennessee. Um, he has a good group of receivers. I know DJ Chark is out, but LaVisca Chenault is a baller. Certified BJP baller. Mar- Marvin Jones is a good player. James Robinson. James Robinson still looks good. I mean, yeah, I think, and also I want to say something about that. Like, you know, James Robinson, man, is a pretty remarkable football player, man. Undrafted. Everyone's fading him in fantasy this year. Oh, they drafted ETN. Like, oh, this is when you sell high on Robinson. He's just really darn good. Yeah, he runs a 4-6, but his vision... He's a he's you know he's what you want as a running back doesn't really have a lot of weaknesses, um, yeah the Titans are not really good their offense has regressed with losing Art Smith and and on top of that they don't have uh, the receiving weapons and their defense is still not good I know I think Caleb Farley's coming back you know he's a rookie corner who we all had high hopes for we'll see how that materializes but I'm I'm kind of interested in Tennessee minus four and a half because I think they just need to win this game. Um, I don't know, and, and on the other side, Lee brought up the Colts. I don't know if I'm comfortable taking the Colts live here, but Tennessee is a team that, whether it's Tennessee or the Colts, I think you know I think Tennessee is on the inside track to win the division. I would love to fade them in the playoffs. I'm sure they're going to be you know seven point dogs at home to you know uh, the Chargers or the Chiefs, whoever they play. Um, but you know uh, Tennessee Tennessee is not not fit to wear the shirt. Let's do a little uh, speed round through some of these uh, next games here. Uh, Lions going to the Vikings. You know, combination of one and seven, these two teams. Uh, Minnesota, kind of a letdown week last week. Um, Lions also, you know, somewhat of a letdown week last week as well against the Bears. Um, Leo, how do you feel about Minnesota at this point? Do you think, you know, playoffs are kind of out of the picture now? No, I don't. Okay. I think they're going to win this game. Ten is too many points. Uh, the Lions can be frisky, but they're not going to win. I think Minnesota wins outright. I haven't looked at Minnesota's schedule, but considering the fact they still got a, they still play the Bears twice, they obviously got another date with the Lions. I think that I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick the Vikings to make the playoffs, but I would not throw the hopes out the window. I still still think they're a competitive team as long as they can stay healthy. I think they'll have a chance. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I think the Vikings are are a good team. Um, Obviously, we'll get into that Cleveland game, I think, when we talk about Cleveland. But uh, that game, I'm, I'm happy to have covered. I think that game was a lot closer than I thought. But, you know, the Vikings, I think a team like Cleveland is going to give the Vikings uh, trouble with a really good defense, a really good pass rush, exposing their offensive line, uh, and an offense that can at least keep pace. Uh, and I think that the Lions have none of that. That being said, um, I was really eager, and I missed my window to tease the Vikings when they're at 7.5 to 8. Now up at 10. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I know Penne Sewell is out. I know the Lions are dealing with some injuries. Hawkinson, um, is he questionable? I don't, is yeah, he, he's questionable. He's questionable. I mean, that being said, like, 10 is way too many points. Like, I kind of am interested in taking the Lions, to be honest. Like, and, and, oh, and to plug your oh, nose and just place the bet. Well, I, Tell me, what happened to say you're not going to bet on US bad Bank. teams? Yeah, well, I, I did say Dude, that. but the, and I, those, and I, those Lions games going up to U.S. Bank can get out of hand. They can, but... 
I can see this being like a 44 to 20 game. Are you, uh, gun, uh, in our pick are you going to be taking the Vikings minus 10 if the line is at 10? Probably 10 not. Is, but 10 I'm is just such saying, a key number. We're talking real money, it's a little different. It is, but that's what I'm saying. 10 is such a key number, and the Lions offense should be relatively live against the Vikings defense. Um, and, you know, the Vikings, the Vikings offense for sure is going to, you know, get whatever they want. I wonder what their team total is. It's probably, you know, 28 and a half, 29. Um, Jefferson and Phelan should get exactly what they want. I mean, I mean, it's a little risky, but if the Lions offense can kind of just hold serve, and I mean, I didn't really watch the, the Bears-Lions game, but I mean, Clep, I don't know how, how attentive you were to it, but what, they were in the red zone four times and, and didn't get any points. Um, three times inside the 10, no points. Yeah, three times inside the 10, no points. That probably should have been a game where they covered, or at least the teaser leg should have hit with them last week in Chicago. Um, you know, the Lions, I still think, are kind of taking that form of the Giants from last year. I think they're a frisky team that plays hard for Dan Campbell. So, again, I probably won't take the Lions plus 10, but, I mean, if that's the spread in our pick, I'm, I'm going to be taking them for, for no uh, consequence. The... Broncos traveling to Pittsburgh. Big Ben having his uh, Eli year <laughs> is kind of what I'm. What I, it's like I haven't seen it anything like this since Eli's last year uh, with the Giants. Except uh, the Giants had Daniel Jones to spell Eli, whereas the Steelers are just kind of stuck. Juju is revolting against him. Um, it's bad. Organizational hubris has reared its ugly head. It's bad. In it's bad. Organizational hubris has reared its ugly head, and I'm off, man. I'm out. I'm off. Yep. Broncos. I'm done. I don't care anymore. The Zeus, um, the Zeus, uh, the Zeus cycle has finally. Well, Zeus, dude, Zeus, Zeus is on top of it, man. Zeus is on top of it. If you look at his Twitter, I mean, he's very critical of the team. He says it's a dumpster fire. Um, he says that the project is over, and uh, he's he's no longer really invested. So I think we, I've been on par with Zeus this whole time, and I continue to be on par with him. Um, the Steelers need a quarterback. The Steelers need a quarterback. A lot of things could change for this team if they had a quarterback, in my opinion, but they don't. So until they get a, a quarterback who has who has toes and isn't playing on his heels the whole game, um, they're 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 not going to be able to win games. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, I I want to back the Broncos. It just kind of comes down to, am I really going to back the Broncos if Drew Locke is their quarterback? Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, this game could get ugly. Stay away. Yeah, just I think I'm just going to stay yeah. away. Um, I just, you know, the Steelers defense obviously is very good and, you know, Tomlin has cultivated that culture, but like we saw in Chicago a couple of years ago with Trubisky, it's like, how long are they going to be able to play hard when the offense, you know, is this abysmal? You know, I feel like the bottom is going to have to fall out at a certain point. Um, if Teddy is indeed playing, I don't, he hasn't been ruled out officially yet, has he? No. I mean, if he's playing, this is an automatic smack for the Broncos, um, I think. So... I'll I'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, you know, this is this is a pick 'em. The Broncos defense is very good. They should have a great time uh, you know, neutralizing whatever Ben Roethlisberger has. So um I, I definitely will be looking to get involved if uh if Teddy is, is indeed playing. Miami in Tampa. Uh, I've already burned Tampa in my in my survivor, so that's why they're not my pick here. Um been fading the Dolphins and it's been good for my bank account. Uh, don't even really like them to cover the 10 against Tampa. Yeah, I don't really want any part of this game. If I had to, I'd lay the 10 with Tampa. Um, yeah, things things aren't going well for Miami. If they can create 
you know, if their defense can can play a good game and, and create some turnovers, I think they can stay in it. But uh, I just don't see their offense being able to go blow to blow with with the Buccaneers. Uh, give me on Dolphins Island with the plus ten, man. I think their offense. I don't think the the Buccaneers defense is very good, especially in their secondary. They're reeling right now with injuries. Richard Sherman is is getting back into the to the swing of things. I just think ten is too big of a number. Um, the Dolphins played awful against the Colts last week. Um, I think Flo- this is, again, everyone is going to give the Buccaneers their best shot. Um, the Buccaneers themselves are still working out some kinks. This Dolphins defense is very good. I think this game is, is kind of similar to the Patriots game last week, except the Dolphins are a little bit worse of a team. But I think that Flores and that defense can give the Bucks, you know, similar issues and trying to win, you know, win, win with that route. Um, I, I'd be more comfortable taking the Patriots, I think, in Survivor than the Buccaneers. I just think, I don't know. It's just kind of a, a weird a weird spot. I'm not saying the Buccaneers are on upset alert or anything like that, but I do think that this is a – I just – Tampa Bay secondary, man, I, I teams are going to be able to score on them. They're, you know, they're, they're really reeling. Their front seven is great, and if you are going to try and run the ball, then you're not going to have a chance. Vita Vea and Devin White and company and Levante David – their run defense is unbelievable, but their secondary, I think, can be picked on. Antoine Winfield is out. Um, I I think that this is a, a potential letdown spot for the Bucks. I don't think they're on upset alert, but I think 10 is just too many points with Miami. Uh, this just in. T. Higgins will play Sunday. Yep. Mm. Here we go. Uh, it's getting cold in the freezer, Clap. Um <laughs> 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 Saints uh, at the Washington football team. Washington football team's frisky with Heineke, baby. Um, Saints are just a team I have absolutely no feel for whatsoever. Um, Washington kind of laid down against Buffalo and then um, fought hard against Atlanta. Say what you will about some you know calls that maybe did or didn't go their way. Came out with a win. Um. This is another stay away game for me. Don't have a great feel for it, but I guess I'll yeah. take it's the Saints. Ugh. They just lost to the Giants, though, which I, I laughed at that possibility last week. So uh, Yeah. The Giants are good, man. <laughs> just kidding. They're not terrible, though. They're not terrible. <laughs> They're closer to Washington. That than was, they you are know, that was a to... that was a trap spot for you. You know, coming off of, of the game where you were like, if they lose to the Falcons, I'm done. And and, they, yeah. and then they no, go they go and try and win you back. I made the the almost parlay of last week was Giants Colts Patriots money line parlay thirty for a grand. I didn't make it, but that wow. would have been something sweet. Anyway, that would have been, back a, brutal, to the that have been a brutal beat though. So it would save yourself it from a a, a a bonk. Yeah, um, I'll lay it with the Saints, man. I like the Saints coming off a bad loss. You know, they came off that loss to the Panthers, went into Foxborough and embarrassed the Patriots, coming off that loss at home to the Giants. I think they go into Washington. I think Washington is just like the 16th best team in the league, maybe 17th, 18th. Um, there's some variety in, or variance in how they play week to week. I think the Saints are probably better coached. Um, I think this is kind of a get right, get right spot for them. I like the number under three, so I'll, I'll lay it with the Saints. Yeah, a lot of sharp people have been back in the Saints, and it's easy to see why. I think, um, you know, what is Washington? What is Washington's strength on defense? Their pass rush. What is New Orleans' strength? Their offensive line. All right, we're going into the, the matchups here. I think that, uh, and you have, Mar- 
And the, uh, hey, <laughs> the hey, hey, let me walk over to the chalkboard. Sounds like you're quick. on ESPN right now. I, Get the big I, let, board going. Let me let me walk over. Hey, let's have this gym operator follow me over to this uh, this whiteboard over here. I'm about to do some matchups. But Marshawn Lattimore uh, can neutralize here McLaurin to a certain extent. Um, you know whether Diami and Curtis Samuel can can pick up some of that slack. I think remains to be seen. But I kind of agree with Lee. I think this is a good matchup spot for. Uh, New Orleans, and if Jameis Winston has time, which I think the New Orleans offensive line can neutralize the pass rush to a certain extent, I think this is a really good bounce back spot for the Saints. So uh, I definitely, I think the Saints under three is a pretty nice bet, and I potentially could make it. Bears, with Justin Fields officially as the starter going forward, going to Vegas. Raiders, uh, I th- I think you know uh, that was that was one of my sharper plays this year going to going to the Chargers and, and losing that game and the Chargers covering. Um, just felt like the Raiders have been riding a hot streak. Had played two games that had gone the distance in overtime. I guess I like them in a bounce back spot to win uh, at home here against the Bears, but at the same time, um, Bears, you know, now with Fields, I'm I'm more hesitant to to bet against them. I still don't think they're that good of a team. Um, still have issues on the O line, but um, I don't know. This is just a, a confusing game. This is a nice little Khalil Mack revenge spot uh, potentially as well. He might be out. I think. Oh, that's too bad. I think he's banged up. Dang. Well, that's unfortunate. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I like the Raiders here. Because I'm just not that big of a Bears guy, but Fields in, I'm, I'm not going to bet against him. Yeah, uh, I'm Mr. Resident Raiders. I, I don't like them here. Uh, I think I think this number's a little too high. I'd probably take the Bears um, plus the five and a half. I think the Raiders win it on the field, but I think uh, the Bears can pose some issues for the Raiders that some people might not be expecting. I like that they've declared Fields as a starter. I think he'll play with a little more confidence now, having a couple starts under his belt. They've got two wins, you know. They're they're still in the mix of things. They can. This would be a big win for the Bears. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't put real money on it, but at, I I lean Bears plus five and a half here. Yeah, I think uh, despite the kind of underwhelming box score from last week, I think Fields was was imp- impressed me against the Lions. Um, I didn't watch too much of it, but just watching some of the highlights and some of the All Twenty Two on Twitter. Um, Dude was making some unbelievable throws. Darnell Mooney finally was was unleashed a little bit, um, and, and Fields' arm strength was on full display on a lot of those throws. Uh, my only hesitancy with backing the Bears here is I think you know their offensive line going up against Oakland, uh, Las Vegas's pass rush, I think is a little bit of of a tough spot. Um, I definitely think the Raiders are alive to win. I don't really have a opinion on on the side. Uh, 44 and a half seems a little, little too low for me. Tommy totals. It seems like a little too low of a total. I, I won't be touching it, but that's kind of a, something that, that sticks out to me. Um, yeah, I think this game should be relatively back and forth with the Raiders pulling away at a certain standpoint, uh, a certain point. So I'm kind of agnostic on this game. Uh, would like to see fields kind of just keep the bears in this game and keep them competitive. Tommy, want to talk about your Browns here going to the chargers? Yeah, I do. This is, I think, the game that I'm the most excited for uh, this week. I, I'm obviously Kansas City and Buffalo in the night game is going to get a lot of, a lot of the talk. But I think the Browns and the Chargers are two teams that had some questions coming into this year, maybe, and maybe the, more so on the Chargers standpoint, and are two teams that really impressed me. Um, the Chargers, especially, have have been really impressive, man. Brandon Staley and Kevin, both of these coaches, man, uh, just seem like the real deal. They both seem like the next next up in the the wonder kid. 
um, category of, of, of young coaches. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm just really excited to see how this chess match plays out. Um, Herbert has been unbelievable. Um, and I think, you know, maybe to put Lee on, on the hot seat right here a little bit, I mean, you kind of, you were talking down about the Browns defense last week. And I think, uh, I think they kind of shoved it up your hoop a little bit, man. I think the Browns defense is, is a really good unit. And I think they're proving that uh, day in and day out. Miles Garrett, sack leader of the year, I think is kind of the front runner for defensive player of the year right now. Jeremiah Wusakormoa is playing really well, stringing together a, a nice uh, bunch of games. And then the secondary, I think, is, is really good. Grant Delpit made some nice plays against Minnesota. So, you know, I think um, I'm going to take the Browns here just because they're the dog. Uh, it's a little bit of a bad spot for them traveling to L.A., but I just think they're a better team than the Chargers. Um, I kind of like the Browns in a tease. Uh, the only thing that holds me back here is Baker, man. Baker did not play well against Minnesota. Um, I sent you guys that compilation of him missing throws to Odell when Odell was wide open um, against Minnesota. I don't know how much of that is about his, his non-throwing. She has a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder when he tried to go full Pop Warner mode on that interception return. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm more so just really, if it's for me, it's a Browns money line or Browns tease or nothing. Um, but I'm just really excited to watch this game. I think this is going to be a really, really awesome game. Two playoff teams going at it. Uh, two teams that I think are alive to win the AFC. So I'm, I'm you know, kind of more interested to watch this game as, as a fan of, of the NFL. Yeah, I don't really have a feel for this game. Um, I'd probably Chargers. take the Chargers just because they're at home, minus two and a half. Ride the lightning. Three. Yeah, I'm with you. Ride the lightning with the Chargers, people. Um, Lee Cardinals, man, awesome win uh, for them in L.A., the only undefeated team uh, in the NFL right now. Didn't have that on your bingo card, I bet. <laughs> no. Well, and talk about shoving it up hoops. Cliff Kingsbury is the front runner to be coach of the year, shutting a lot of people up. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to last. Um, I hope it lasts long. Uh, interesting spot here against the 49ers. Vaguely reminiscent of the Rams last week against the Cardinals, in my opinion. You got a division game at home. Everyone's saying you're the greatest team. Uh you know, you're in between three and seven number-wise. Uh, I don't really have a feel for this game. Um, I think that, you know, it's still yet to be declared, I think, if Garoppolo is going to play. Um, but I think the Cardinals end up winning this game at home. Lee, I think you made a great point there. Um, I think this, like it, it turned out to be a good, for the people who bet the Cardinals last week against the Rams, kind of selling selling the Rams high. I think this is a good chance to sell the Cardinals high. I expect Trey Lance to start this game. I expect Trey Lance to play very well in this game with a week of preparation under Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think the 49ers either cover this spread or win, I think, or they lose by three touchdowns and Lance is just doesn't look fit to wear the shirt. I don't really think there's a game where the Niners lose by, you know, eight or whatever. I think this is a – there's a clear coaching mismatch, I think, with – with Shanahan and, and Kingsbury, I still am not on the Kingsbury train. I still am kind of hesitant to back the Cardinals. You know, you go to these ES, the ESPNs of the world have the Cardinals as the number one team in the NFL. I think that's a huge overreaction, and I think, you know, I'm I'm more than happy to you know tease the 49ers up to 11. This is just a, a big number for a division game, man. Um, these teams are all kind of. You know, whether you think the Rams are the best team or, or the, you know, the Cardinals or whomever, these teams are all kind of, I think, very similar. These games are always pretty close with the exception of that Cardinals game 
last week. Um, and I just think if Trey, I expect Trey Lance to start, and I think that Trey Lance is going to have a really good game with a week of preparation um, and against a team that you know they the, the film on him is is not really out, and I don't think the Cardinals' defense is. I think they're a good unit, but I don't think they're an elite defense that is going to you know scare me or anything. So I think I'm probably going to end up teasing the Niners once the the Lance uh, news comes out out to 11, and maybe take a little nibble on their money line. Liam, I may be wrong. Uh, this is just my perception, but I think I still feel like Kyler is. I don't know if you say he would be like underrated, but he just isn't talked about as much as some of the other you know young hotshot quarterbacks. And I feel like he's just as good, if not better, than some of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have nothing against Justin Herbert, but people talk about Justin Herbert like, oh, we're drafting quarterbacks after Mahomes. It's 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 clearly Herbert. If if we're doing a draft. About- it's like, no, I would highly consider Kyler in that position just based on what he brings to the table. His skill set, he brings things to the table that literally no other quarterback in the history of football bring to the table. And I, I think that that's a very exciting thing. And I think for that reason, Clep, he should be talked about more. But he's not, and his team is 5-0. and He's continuing to do his thing. There's been – Clep, we talked about it when we were running one morning, and I, and I was just talking about how every step in Kyler's career thus far in the NFL has been a step forward. And this was the year where he needs to have an MVP caliber season. He's done that and then some to this point. The only downside is some errant interceptions that he throws occasionally, um, but he makes up for that in spades. And I think that even that is something that he's going to be able to uh, evade as his career goes on um, because he's just so in control of his body. He's a very smart player, um, and he's obviously the best athlete on the field anytime he plays uh, You know, in, in a league with some of the best athletes in, on the planet. So... Um, I completely agree. He should be talked about more, but uh, you know, it's not. I, I guess he's not the sexy guy to talk about. Surprisingly, uh, Tommy, your Cowboys at home to the Giants, touchdown favorites. Cowboys look like a really, really strong team, man. Um, is this maybe a letdown spot, or do you think they're just um, kind of a well-oiled machine at this point? I don't think this is the letdown spot. Um... I, this is definitely uh, when I I've been talking about all these potential teaser legs. This is for sure my first teaser leg is the Cowboys down to minus one at home, and I I could be convinced to take them minus seven. Um, we saw last week with the Giants and the Saints game where the Saints were up by what ten or whatever going into the fourth quarter. Um, I think the Cowboys you could see a very similar game state, and the Cowboys just have the offense to keep it keep it going where the Saints didn't. Um, the Giants are, I think, a beatable team, beatable defense. They're not an, an especially great team. Um, and the Cowboys' defense, man, i got to keep giving it to them. I keep saying every week that I don't think they're, they're as good as they're, they're you know, being made out to be. And, and week after week, Trayvon Diggs is, you know, looks like really, really good. I, I, I still am kind of hesitant to, uh, to you know, grant him this you know, elite corner title or anything like that. I'm not saying that anyone really is, but that's kind of in the direction that he's headed. Um, yeah, I just I think this is the game that you know I'm going to be taking the Cowboys minus seven in our pick 'em. I think that's a side. There's no way that I want the Giants plus seven in a game that the you know in a, off with a game that could be this high scoring. Um, yeah, I, I think you know the Cowboys have really impressed me so far. Still uh, skeptical on the fat man, um, but yeah, I think you know this is a team that I don't. I think that the time to fade the Cowboys will be in the playoffs um, if if indeed they look like a fadeable team. So. I could expect them to roll again at home against the Giants. Shout out Kadarius Tony, too, by the way. Taking that Sterling Shepard spot. Looking good. Lee, your Giants going to have any fight in this one, you think? Yeah, absolutely. It's Jason Garrett revenge game. Why would they not have fight? <laughs> yeah, baby. 
give me the Giants, man. Give me the Giants Ooh. and the touchdown. I think the Cowboys are a really good team. I've liked them from the jump. I think they win this game on the field. I think it's close, though. Um, I think the Giants are going to play with a little edge. Confidence win in New Orleans. Going down to Dallas, divisional game. Don't really want any part of this gambling-wise on the Cowboys just because it's a divisional game. I, I like the tease. I think the Cowboys probably will end up winning. I think there's a few – there's a handful of better opportunities to tease on the board in my opinion. Um, the Cowboys have yet to play a bad game this year in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't know if that happens you know, uh, against the Giants. But you know these games have, have kind of been close for the most part the past few years. So um, I'll take the Giants. We're, I'm seeing in our pick them that it's 8.5. I like that obviously a lot better. But uh, for, for, the, for the Fox bet pod's sake, I'll take the Giants plus 7. This is the game that I am uh, most excited about. Tommy, you had said Browns-Chargers. I think Bills at Chiefs is going to be a really, really fun game. AFC Championship rematch. The Chiefs um, have not been super impressive to me as a whole. Obviously, the offense is what it is and does what it does on a weekly basis. But the defense has looked uh, pretty brutal um, as a whole. The Bills obviously had that slip-up week one since then have picked up where they left off last year and and looked like one of the better teams in the NFL, but they've gone up against some, you know, not so great opponents in in recent weeks as well too, that they beat up on, but you know, that's what you want to see from, from good teams. So I would say this is probably the bill's first real challenge of the season going to Kansas city. They're two and a half point dogs. Um, I'm, I'm staying away betting wise. I'm going to stick with saying the chiefs are going to win, but I think this game is going to be super fun. I think it's going to be a lot closer than the AFC Championship game was. Um, and again, the Chiefs, man, if they lose this game, um, I don't know. There's going to be some question marks there. Uh, I don't know if they're – I don't. And I, even if they win, I don't know if they're still kind of this uh, unbeatable force. I love the Chiefs under three. I love them. At home, prime time, perfect position to get the season back on track. Uh, I like Buffalo a lot. Also lines up well for my narrative that Buffalo is going to make the Super Bowl a little revenge game, perhaps lining up in the playoffs. I don't know. I like the Chiefs here, though. Uh, like I said, primetime prime time spot. Um, the Chiefs have kind of handled the Bills for the most part in the Mahomes era. Uh, and I know that there's – I just am not ready to hit the panic button on Kansas City yet. I think that, you know, they're a fumble away in that Baltimore game. The Chargers come into town and, and kind of outplay them. Um, and I think they've got – you know, they've, they've got some scars on, on, on this season, but I think they know where they're at, and I think that ultimately this is this would be – this is a lining up to a T to be the perfect win for them to get their season back on schedule. And I will be very surprised, honestly, if they don't win this game and we're seeing a, a, a two and – what would it be, two and three Kansas City Chiefs team going into week six. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a little too bullish, but if you can get the Chiefs under three here, I, I'm all over that. Yeah, Lee, I, I agree. Under three going against the Chiefs is, I mean, that's kind of like the perfect buy opportunity for them. It's almost like you got to take it just because of what they've been over the past couple of years. But um, I like the Bills here, man. I, I think I'm going to end up teasing the Bills. I think this game is going to be close. Um, you brought up the playoff game uh, from last year. I think that's the angle that I'm kind of attacking with the Bills. And Klepp brought up the defense, man. Like when you just kind of, when I play this game out and this game stayed out of my head, I think this is a shootout. And. I don't know. I have a really hard time seeing Kansas City um, stopping Buffalo. Their secondary is really bad. Buffalo still, their offense is kind of in midseason form. Um, they put up four. I know it's Houston, but they put up forty points on Houston 
playing a pretty bad game. They could have probably scored 60 points if they were on, um, if they were on, on you know, on their tip. A little bit of a look ahead spot here. I think this team is going to be ready to go against Kansas City. Um, I probably, I think you, you know, there's some value on them on the money line. Um, I just think that Kansas City's defense is is really bad, and it's going to be on Mahomes again, just like it was against the Chargers. And Mahomes has, you know, a lot of the Mahomesian plays hasn't gone haven't gone his way. Um, I'm still, you know, under three. I don't think there's I don't think you should lay Bills plus two and a half. I think it's money line or or nothing. Um, and I think this is a game that's going to be awesome. It's going to be a shootout. And I know it's a little risky to tease in a in a high scoring game, but I just think that the Bills are going to be really prepared for this game. All right, fellas, Monday night, let's get through this so we can get to uh, Carl Jones on the uh, picks pod here. Colts going to the Ravens' Lee. Maybe Colts' money line, perhaps? Love Colts' money line, love Colts' plus seven. I mean, I'm ready for the, I'm ready for the picks pod. This is my favorite pick of the week, so I'll, I'll, get, a little bit, I'll get a little bit more into the weeds with it on, on the picks pod, but I just want to leave it at that. I think this is going to be a very close game in the fourth quarter, and I think the Colts have a, have a fairly good chance to win. Yeah, I was I was gearing up to, uh, to 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 give the case for the Ravens in a tease or something like that. I mean, I'm maybe I'm just I don't know. I didn't watch a lot of the Colts Miami game. Um, I think the Ravens are kind of uh, you know hitting their stride a little bit, um, and I think you know I still am not a believer in Carson Wentz, um, and I think he's going up against a Ravens defense that you know uh, has 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 been a turnover, a team that can get turnovers, and and he's been turnover apt throughout his career, so. I don't know, Lee. Your your confidence there just kind of shook me, man. I don't really, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't really know. Um, yeah, Tommy was ready to go chalk, and then uh, I was you know. I, I was ready to go chalk. I mean, the Ravens at home. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Um, I still just overall, I'm, I really like Frank Reich. I like a lot of the pieces the Colts have, but I just don't know if this is their year. Um, you know, would love would love the Ravens to lose for my my Browns AFC North pick, but. Yeah, I, I think the Ravens should win this game. Uh, and I, you know, gun to head right now, I probably would have settled with that.